ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. And I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and I have love in my heart. I have passion on the brain. I have uh, feelings in my gut because because the Valentine's thing is around us. And, you know, there's certain certain times of the year which everyone feels a little more special, a little more happy, or on the opposite, a little more down because uh, that kind of stuff happens, you know, because you either put stock in Valentine's Day or you don't, right? Uh, And, uh, well, hey, you know, you sort of do what you have to do. But the one thing that we are going to do here tonight, whether Valentine's Day means something to you, whether it's, it's just another day, all of us are going to spend a wonderful time together right here talking about professional wrestling because that's what we do here on the Mr. Warren Hayes show right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. We do this every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Yes, it's recorded live and we are recording the February 13th episode just before Valentine's Day. And that's what we're going to do here tonight. So if you're watching live, hey, how you doing? Welcome here to to the chat. And we've got a fun house right here already that's been, the chat has been alive even before I started uh, the stream actually this evening. We've got Tim, Tim Travers here, Benoit as well. Hello, Robert, Larry. I see you right there. Evangelina Cantu, Carlos is here as well. We've got Metal who was here, who was also here, Alonzo Smith, uh, we have Aaron Jace fan is here, Mr. Fretz, J.S. Brown, what a fantastic group of people, not to mention Anakin JMT, who is here as well, Anakin, who also left a super chat, and you can leave a super chat right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, if you're watching this live, and Anakin says, more vampire jokes, yeah, I've been on a bit of a, I've been in a bit of a tear in regards to vampire jokes. I went a little overboard on Monday evening over on uh, Fightful on the Fightful podcast, along with Kristen Ashley. We we sort of went at it. We 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 went a little nuts with the with vampire jokes, vampire puns. I don't know how much how many you listened, uh, how much you listened, how many you've here heard. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. How many you've heard? Because you know we were trying to. It was all because of Shayna Baszler, right? It's always because of Shayna Baszler because she attacked Becky Lynch and started sticking her th- her teeth into her neck. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the best way to find out if someone is a vampire is to wait till they're sick, because if they're sick, they're going to go Nosferatu. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So there we go. <laughs> so there we go. And, and that's the kind of response that you'll get if you send me a super chat. But I want to thank everyone for joining me here uh, tonight. If you can toss a few bucks my way, I appreciate it. If you can't, or uh, I, I appreciate you being here. And maybe you can give the video a thumbs up because that's another great way to show support for the show. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, you can also show some love there with a review, a follow, a subscription, any kind of uh, type of love that you can show the show uh, is always fantastic. Don't forget, speaking of shows, I always have one after the mainstream right here. I have a post stream for patrons only over on YouTube, not YouTube, patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. 
It's a little show I call Off the Clock. Warren is off the clock. And uh, and tonight we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff that I tried to squeeze into the show this evening, but it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. Yeah. So, um... So what I'm going to try and do is uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about Bobby Lashley. I'm going to talk about AEW, uh, AEW going hot and cold on people, and I'm also going to talk about yeah, all the baby faces that are on Raw these days. What the hell is going on? Um, so uh, come and join me. You, you just become a patron at the at the Power Pal level, the five dollar level. Uh, you get all the goodies, including the post stream. We sit around, we talk. It's fun. It's chill. Uh, and, uh, so that, that's another way you can show support, support to the show. If you want to also show, show support to the show, I have a t-shirt. It's called, it, it, it's a t-shirt that says, this is a fun match. You guys, if you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what the, all that's all about. Go check it out. It's at uh, tinyurl.com slash Warren shop. Consider picking a, picking one up. You have a whole range of colors for the t-shirt as well. So go check it out. Tinyurl.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, Ooh, I'll be back yeah. here tomorrow night streaming on Fightful for the uh, SmackDown Post show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Saturday morning, I'm going to be doing a TakeOver Portland prediction show with my boy Mags. That's right. From uh, Look, Mags does all sorts of podcasts. The Bad, Bad's Land, the, excuse me, the Badlands podcast, which is the Mount Rushmore thing. Uh, Mount, Mush, Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Uh, and also he does why we watch podcast. Uh, Max is going to be joining me on Saturday morning, 11 a.m. so that we can run down the card. And then I'll, pro- I'll be doing a watch along on Sunday evening for Portland. So be sure to come check, uh, check everything out with me. It'll be a good time. And then I'm doing the post show with Alex Spalowski over on Fightful. It's a Portland kind of weekend for your boy Warren. I hope you guys are around and then on top of that i'm also we're having a contest if you're all at all interested warrior wrestling on fight tv this weekend is having a is having a a a, a pay-per-view right on the uh, right this weekend right right this weekend 8 p.m i think it's saturday right saturday this weekend 8 p.m Go check it out. It's going to be a good time. And be, do you know why there's going to be a good time? Because Warrior Wrestling has some fantastic wrestlers. Uh, you're going to have Tessa Blanchard, who is the uh, who is the Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion. She's going to be defending her title in an eight-woman War of Attrition match. And then you got Taya Valkyrie who's in that match. You have Big Swole, Tasha Steeles, uh, Britt Baker, Kaylee, Kylie Ray, excuse me, uh, Ray Lynn and Madison Rain. You've also got the Rascals versus the Stronghearts are going to be on this card. You've got Alex Shelley, Amazing Red, the North are going to be there, Daga, Josh, Jonathan Gresham. Look, if you want to try and if you want to watch this, but you don't have the bucks, head on over to twitter.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I've got a tweet there that, uh, that, that explains how this contest works. And it's really simple. You hit the tweet. Fight is Fight and I are offering you a code, a free code. You follow me on Twitter, you follow Fight, you retweet, you're automatically added to the contest, and the winner will be uh, DM'd after that. So that is fantastic. So do that, do that, absolutely do that, and also check out belltobells.com or the, uh, for all your women's wrestling coverage. That's B E W L T O B E W L E S. Women's wrestling, you love it, you want to know more, you want to stay abreast of everything, head on over there. That's what you do. 
Got another super chat from Anakin uh, who says uh, driving Sean crazy is never overboard, Warren, which was what we were doing on Monday. And it was a good time. Nick Wolf said the vampire jokes are bleeding the life out of me. Nick, Nick. Good stuff. I appreciate that stuff. Hey, and don't forget a little later on this evening, I'm going to have a guest. I'm going to have the queen of the uh, queen of the Northeast, queen of the queen of NE, who's going to be joining me. And we're going to be talking about our wrestling one and onlys. All the stuff, stuff, stuff that we love, love, love. Absolutely love about wrestling since it's Valentine's Day. She'll be she'll be joining me a little later on this evening. Uh, she'll be, yeah, that's it. She'll be joining me a little later on this evening, right after we're done doing the weekly wrestling inspection. Okay, let's get this going then. First of all, before we get this going, J.S. Brown is here. I said hello to J.S. Brown. Throwback is right here as well. How you doing, Degeneration MC? Tony is here as well. You still haven't told me how to pronounce your last name exactly, Tony. <laughs> and there you go. Queen is here as well. She's going to be hanging out. To, she's hanging out in the chat apparently, but she will be online. Thank you everyone for being here. It's a good time. It's a good time to have so many people around. I, I, I like having people around. Makes me feel, makes me feel good. Makes me feel nice and good. Okay, where, where's my stuff here? I'm looking for my, <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. Bean soda trash. That's what I'm looking for right there. Um, there we go. Let's start right ahead. Let's go right ahead. Let's start doing this. If I can, there we go. Holy smokes. That was the most complicated thing ever. The jo- that's what that happens when you do it live sometimes I don't know I, I just don't know uh, alright let's get to it let's jump right in we're going to start talking about uh, some. we're going to start handing out some cool beans to start things off this week um, why is it not showing up hello alright you know what never mind for the cool beans and stuff tonight I'll say them out loud and you can just pretend that the logos are are there if that's okay I don't know what's going on right now um, but hey, we're going to start by, uh, by having some cool beans. I want to talk about, uh, the new beginnings in Osaka that happened this week. And I have a full recap and review of the thing on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes and on my, and on the podcast application as well. But there, yeah, I still have to talk about it. I still have to uh, make sure that everyone knows he, here that it, my God, it was a good show. It was a real, real good show. Um, Hiromu Takahashi versus Dragon Lee for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was fantastic. Legitimately an outstanding match. Uh, the chop fest that they had straight off the bat. I I, I started counting that. Well, I actually went back a little. I re- went back on uh, on New Japan World a little bit to just be able to count when they when they were unloading on each other to start with when they were rapid firing the chops on each other they chopped each other non-stop for 36 seconds to begin with my our boy uh over at uh pro wrestling musings uh, follow by the way pro wrestling musings.com who does all the statistics we i had him i interviewed him a couple of weeks ago right uh right around uh wrestle kingdom right he counted a total of 214 strikes in that match. It is a record since he started compiling stats for New Japan. 214 strikes between the both of them. 
It was so good. Lee, at some point, he sits Takahashi up on the barricade, and he hits the craziest Tope Suicida, just diving through the, the, the ropes, crashing into, uh, into Hiromu, and they both fly over the commentary table. That is nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, uh, and then there's uh, Hiromu at some point reversed out of the last ride into a Canadian destroyer, which was really nice. And th they tease the Phoenix Plex, which, as you may or may not know, is the move that Dragon Lee, now known as Ryu Lee, I don't know why I'm calling him Dragon Lee. I'm, I guess I'm old school like that. It's the move that Ryu Lee used that almost paralyzed uh, Hiromu, right? And took him out for over a year. He, when they teased doing it, everyone in the audience went nuts. Everyone started screaming, no, don't do it. And even I was like, oh, Jesus. But everything, they teased it. They didn't pull it off. And I like that. I like that they're going to keep it. I like that it's going, it, it's still there, but they're going to drag this one out. And probably whenever Ryu Lee decides to pull it out, he's going to, uh, he he's going to end the match. He's probably going to beat Hiromu with it. I think it was a fantastic fantastic match it took two time bombs to put dragon lee away what a excuse me ryu lee away it was so so good what also was really good some more cool beans john moxley versus minoru suzuki oh if there was anything anything that any type of match that i hang on, let me start over i'm so excited here if there was I don't think there's any kind of match other than what we got here that could have delivered. Uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> what am I trying to say? This match was exactly what I expected from Suzuki and Mox, and it went it went above and beyond. Like this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what we got. There, see, that's so simple. Warren, words are simple when you know how to use them. They look. The match even started up on the ramp where Moxley grabs two chairs and he tosses one on the ramp and he's, he challenges Suzuki to come fight him with the chairs and they just start swinging at each other. They brawl in the audience. Minoru at some point he rushes commentary and they're they're fighting into each other and he rushes over to commentary to grab a chair. And Kevin Kelly just loses his mind because Minoru just doesn't walk somewhere. He just charges, right? And he just goes for it. And Kevin Kelly goes, we're, that's it. We're dead. We're dead. <laughs> I thought it was great. He crushes Mock's arm uh, between two chairs, which was, which was going to be a good part of the story as well. Mox powerbombed Suzuki through a table. And Suzuki was laughing. Both guys had a great time beating the shit out of each other and getting the sheet beat out of them as well. You could tell they really enjoyed it. Was it a high angle death rider that did it and ensured that uh, Mox retained his championship? I could, these guys could have a long winded program. It would be, it would have been fantastic. I still kind of think Suzuki should have won because I think he, as a U.S. champion, he would have drew. I think people would have really, you know, in the American tours and stuff like that, he people would have really dug it. But I mean, I'm this is nitpicky. Mox is a great champion. He shines in New Japan. As good as his stuff is in AEW, New Japan feels like home to him. He's so, so good. Everything, everything about this match was a lot of fun. It was a great card. Um, however, you still have to wonder, and this is some warm soda here. You still have to wonder what the hell they're doing with the tag team division. And I know I talk about this pretty much every uh, at every opportunity I have a chance to. But by God, why would you... 
we go to Wrestle Kingdom and Finn Juice win the tag team titles off of Gorillas of Destiny. And the problem that we have with the New Japan tag team division is that there's no tag teams. There's just no tag teams. So there's Gorillas, Gorillas of Destiny, there's Rapongi 3K, and they're in another division, and then you have the makeshift teams, right? Uh, that's pretty much it. So we when we... When, when they put Finn Juice together to do the, uh, the, the and, and win, I'm like, well, maybe they're going to try something. Maybe they're just going to try and mix things around a little, which could have been cool, but then they went and put the titles right back on Gorillas of Destiny. I don't know why. I don't know why. The, I don't know why. There's, it's very, 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 very difficult to care about the, the uh, tag team division in New Japan, because it's basically always the same teams. It's basically, uh, it's always it's basically always the same teams. That's what it is. I uh, want to say hello to David Daniel Haynes, who's in the chat as well. How you doing, Daniel? Thank you for coming. Um, all right, so there we go. Let's keep moving on. We're gonna give some cool beans out to. Asuka versus Becky Lynch from Monday Night Raw. I thought this was a real good match. I kind of liked it more than their Royal Rumble match. They worked real, real hard and real, real strong. Asuka hit up. I don't know how you'd call it. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you'd call it. A fisherman slam or a package spine buster? Whatever it was, was kind of cool. It was kind of like Angel Garza's finisher. I, I really liked it. Um, Becky, uh, Becky hit a slob drop on the apron and you, as a wrestling fan and a wrestling guy who talks about wrestling, you can never miss a chance, an opportunity to say someone hit a slob drop every opportunity. I take it, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, but Becky Lynch does get the, get the win. Oh, and Kyrie Sane, listen, folks, you saw the distraction, right? I am going to, for the first time. In 2020, I will be handing out an award for the best distraction in a wrestling match. And I'm going to give it, I'm creating this category this year because Kyrie Sane's distraction to Becky Lynch was so amazingly good and stupid. It was the greatest distraction of all time. Of course. Becky got uh, lost her concentration seeing that, but it was a great match. Um, they really, they really had enough time to get things going and deliver a great final sequence. You know, Becky has held the Raw Women's Championship for 308 days, and your girl Kristen Ashley did a bit of research, got a statistic out, send it over my way. She said the title has existed in uh, in its current state since September 5th, 2016. So Becky has held the title for 24.6% of the title's existence with her current reign. So for practically a quarter of the existence of the lifetime of the title, Becky Lynch has held has held it. That's that's bananas to me. That's really really bananas. But moving on, we're going to give some warm soda to the post-match angle. We had Shayna Baszler run in, run in which I thought was really cool. Started to beat down Becky. It's the match we want. But then she bit her neck. She bit her neck and she got bloodied. <laughs> and I mean blood, right? Well, you've all seen the pictures by now. And we've, you know, the vampire stuff that we were talking about. It's, it all has to do with all the jokes that 
we were doing on Fightful on Monday and, and even last night on the Wednesday Night Wars podcast. It was just so over the top. It was a little, you know, it was a little much. It was a little much. But then Becky runs to the ambulance or the, was it an ambulance or the medical facilities emergency, the vehicle kind of thing. And she she gets into it to drive it away. And then she comes back later on to cut a finishing promo. I didn't care much for that bit. I, I, it, it didn't make sense for her to go get fixed up and come back. Plus, she hadn't been properly cleaned up. She still had blood blood stains on her face and stuff. And I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm like, hey, you know, the medical facility staff didn't do a very good job cleaning you up, Becky. It sort of left you, left you leave half-assed. Could have contaminated someone. I don't know what's going on. No one wants to see you running around with covered in blood, Becky. I don't know. The, the angle, I didn't care for it all that much. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't quite make sense. I didn't, I thought that, um, I thought that Becky could have, uh, could have just gone away or at least try to find Shayna because she drives herself to the, to the hospital, then drives herself back. I don't, I don't know. It does, it doesn't quite make sense to me, but anyway, in this part, this part of the, of, of the show, uh, I want to say, give a shout out to Ben, moderator Ben, who, uh, who added a few ideas here. In my show notes, show notes which I make available, I build them live, or at least as we go along during the week. They're up on Patreon, uh, and uh, they're open to contributions from anyone who joins, and uh, Benoit jumped in, so salutations, Ben, for your contribution here. Going to about some hot trash now. Going to give out some hot trash to the Rhea, Ripley, and Charlotte stuff. So Rhea is, uh, is backstage. Oh, by the way, hello to Dina Sizai, who is here. Dina Sizai. It's good to see you, Dina Sizai. Um, gonna give out some hot trash here to Rhea Ripley and the Charlotte stuff. Rhea's backstage. She cuts a promo. Sarah Logan interrupts. Then they have a match where Sarah Logan has a has a, a promo, a pre-match promo where she's walking to the ring. And it's 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 not good. Promos are not Sarah Logan's thing. And it's a squash, essentially. Rhea destroys Sarah. And then Charlotte comes out and says that Rhea might not even be champ after takeover this weekend. And and Rhea's like, well, we, are you going to accept my challenge or not, Charlotte? And Charlotte's like, Charlotte avo- evades the question. She's basically going, woo, you know? You know, this was, this was not good and it benefited no one and it advanced nothing. And it's a very, very odd misstep in uh, as far as Raw goes. As, as far as Raw goes recently, the um, it's really strange what they did here. Because Rhea squat outside of Rhea squashing Sarah Logan, Sarah Logan's promos didn't help her. Rhea showing up and being like, are you accepting my thing? And then when, when Charlotte fails to respond, she just stands there and goes, basically goes, well, um, didn't look good for her. And... Charlotte, the whole thing with Charlotte, her responses weren't good. If she wanted to be cagey and evasive, she should have been cagey and evasive instead of just like dodging the question, you know? It it wasn't it wasn't a good look for anyone. It wasn't a good look for anyone. Uh and like I said, it didn't advance anything. 
It just didn't it didn't bring anything anything to the forefront. It's a bummer. It's what we call in the business a bummer. Anakin left a, another super chat. He said, Warren, did you see the video of Becky taking the ambulance modded to look like it's from Grand Theft Auto? No. No, I did not. That sounds like a hoot. I'm going to have to look that one up once we're done. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so there we go. So that's uh, uh, pretty much everything I need to say about that. Going to give some cool beans to Randy Orton writing Matt Hardy off of Raw. This was good. It was just, it was just good. It made, it made, it made sense for Matt Hardy in a way to come out and stick up for, um, uh, and stick up for, um, for Edge because he, um, well, because like he said, you know, they, they, you know, they rode, they hit the roads together. They did a lot of stuff together. They invented the TLC match together, essentially, you know. So I'm I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them referencing this. Of course, you know, there's always this issue with the with Edge and Lita and Matt, you know, basically Lita having an affair with Edge while she's dating Matt Hardy. And then Matt Hardy when wanting to confront Edge about it, ends up losing his job at WWE. It, it was a really weird situation. So I can understand if Matt still has some... Uh, um, uh, I can understand if Matt had some some reserves about Edge moving on, but I understand he explained it enough. Saying, you know, when he was forced to retire, something that he loves, this I could relate to, and, you know, I don't hate him anymore, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they brawl. But you know what happens. You know, there's an RKO. There's a concerto. Matt Hardy is, is effectively dead. And he's, he, he wasn't very subtle about it into the lead up. But now it's getting clearer. He's, um, he's on his way out. His contract is coming up on March 1st, as per all the reports, so he's done. And he's been saying goodbyes. He's considering it his swan song in WWE, at least for now. And I think it's good for him if he has options where he can go away and do stuff. Is he going to be the exalted one in AEW? By God, I hope not. <laughs> I, You know, because honestly, but it's probably not going to... I really, 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 really would have liked it to be Christopher Daniels because it would be a perfect nod to that story from back in the Attitude Era days when the the uh, the supreme leader of the corporate ministry was supposed to be him and turned out to be Vince McMahon, but it was supposed to be Christopher Daniels, but that never panned out. So if Christopher Daniels were revealed to be the uh, the exalted one of the Dark Order and, and really do a, like, you know, pull his, it was me, Scorpio. It was me all along kind of thing. I'd, I'd lose it. I think it, it would be the greatest angle ever. But um, look, we'll see where Matt Hardy goes. He can go absolutely anywhere he wants and he'll be fine. Uh, 
we saw it when he hit the independent circuit. When the Hardy Boys made the return, they just ended up going everywhere. Uh, I He has a home wherever he goes. And I wouldn't discount him coming back to WWE either down the line. Because uh, it's way too much a huge part of what the Hardy Boys became. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But it was good stuff. Let's move on to NWA Power for a little bit. Uh, again, I have my NWA, my weekly NWA Power recap available here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hazen on your podcast stuff as well. Uh, I record it live for patrons every Tuesday and they get early access to it before I release it into the world. So you know by now if you've watched it and by God, you must have, right? Uh, you know by now that I didn't, I didn't care much for the episode this week. Didn't think it was all that good. Um, but yeah, there will be some hot trash handed out here and it's for putting the, the rock and roll express back into a match. And not because, not because I hate the rock and roll express. I hate seeing Robert Gibson suffer so much in a ring. I don't need to see that. Robert Gibson had trouble. He could not get himself back up, off, up, excuse me. He couldn't get himself back up on his feet after taking a bump or a move or whatever without using the ropes. Hell, there was even a moment where he was hanging on to Ricky Morton. He he grabbed onto Ricky Morton's shirt to climb himself back to an upright position. I don't need to be seeing that. I do not. The legend of the, of the Rock and Roll Express is established. It's done. They're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. They will always be remembered as such. I don't need to see Robert Gibson in these positions anymore. It breaks my heart. And it's difficult to watch. I don't need to watch that. Mm-mm, I really don't. Let's move on to some more cool beans. Something that I have been dying to say. Something that I've been looking forward to say for so long. And here we are. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. I am so happy to say that AEW's women's division had a very strong week. Mm, feels good to say. Started on AEW Dark, where Rio versus Shoko Nakajima was, was good stuff. Sheeta had a good match as well. I'm going to talk about that on the, on the post show, though, on the post stream. But, uh, look, the women looked good this week. From top to bottom on AEW, uh, on AEW, and on Dynamite we had Nyla Rose becoming world world's women's world women's champion. And look, I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna apologize. Yeah, I I, I mentioned. I think I mentioned it like right here on the show last week. I was not looking forward to this match. I I didn't I didn't think their first encounter was all that good. I've had very very vocal. Uh, uh, um, um, thoughts in regards to whether Nyla was ready to be in the position that AEW want her to be in. I wasn't expecting much out of this match. By God, they proved me wrong, and I, I, I am, I am humbled, and I am okay to be out to come out here and outright say that I was wrong to doubt them. 
But I mean, then again, you know, the AEW's women's division has given me more than enough reason to doubt them. <laughs> but as it stands here, this was good. It was, was a good, solid match. Nyla unquestionably had her best match since coming to AEW. And I think it's good that they took the belt off of Riho as well. It's going to be, it's going to be fresh. It's going to be good. Hell, Brock Lesnar, since the beginning of 2020, has been on WWE television more often than Rio has been on AEW TV. Let that sink in. I like I, I like the match. I thought it was good to a good story. Was it perfect? No. There were was it rough a little bit, but we've seen rougher. And it what it didn't distract from the situation. Northern Light suplex, ninety eight pound Rio delivering Northern Light suplexes on uh, on, on Nyla Rose. I'm okay with. You know why? Because it's pro wrestling. And I, if you make me buy into it, I'll buy into it. And you know what? The audience was buying into it. And ultimately, that's all that that's all that matters. Because the audience was up on their feet. They were cheering for the near falls. They were excited about this match. So they were doing something right in that ring. I'll tell you that. And then Britt Baker. What the hell? Her promo has was so good. Her promos have been phenomenal since the cruise. She has been, they've just been getting better and better and better. This was ex outstanding. Everybody, let's give it up for Tony. He's trying so hard and he's killing it. That was amazing. And she also told Tony Schiavone where to stand. Um, and I love her. I, I, I love how she's leaning into all the criticisms that she gets online. Yes, I'm a dentist. I'm a role model. I was the first woman signed to AEW. I'm a big deal. I love it. I love it. I gave Yuka Sakazaki, Yuka Sakazaki a, um, a free dental treatment uh, for free. I did it for free. I could have been. I could have charged her hundreds of dollars. It was so good, and she played to the crowd. She got some magnificent heat. This is working out. It's working out. And this, folks, is proof once again that if you get good creative behind you and it's something that you can sink your teeth into, your talent can run with it. You give them bad creative. Bad creative is bad creative. You put them in situations that they're not comfortable in that don't work. It, 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 it will ultimately do them harm. Now, the AEW has pivoted. They've decided to make her a heel, which is a fantastic idea. I've talked about it enough on how I think it's going to protect her in-ring style as well. I, it, there's nothing but good stuff to come out of this. And Baker is shining. Objectively speaking, now, I don't like to tell you folks, listeners, watchers, Ooh, yeah. when you're wrong because everything is opinion and ultimately, you know, that's that's up to that uh, opinions are subjective right but objectively speaking objectively speaking if you did not like Britt Baker's promo her execution how she delivered it how she played to the crowd if you did not like it you either don't watch AEW or you just you just don't like Britt Baker which is fair because there was nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a line here. There was nothing to dislike about this promo. It was real, real good. 
And then to cap it all off, I'm going to talk about Jungle Boy versus MJF here. Oh, wait a second. Anakin uh, sent another super chat. Thank you, Anakin. What do you make of people saying Brit is just doing heel Bailey? Mm -mm. <laughs> no, no. I think the, the only connection that they're making is because Brit says I'm a role model, which is kind of Bailey shtick. But Bailey leaned into that, whereas Brit is, it's one thing amongst others where she just thinks she's better than everyone. You remember Bailey's heel turn. She said, I'm a role model. I don't understand why you guys are booing me. Brit, on the other hand, her the twist that she's putting on this is, I'm better than you all. That's just it. She just, I, I'm a dentist. I hold three PhDs. The role model thing is something that that um, that was attributed to her. It was a, a position that AEW wanted her to be in, something that the fans started to turn on her because we're like, look, she's trying to be a role model. She's trying to do the nice, happy girl role model thing and it's not working out. She's leaning into her criticisms. Bailey it was it, it was a an intrinsic part of her character. It, it, it's there's a difference. If Britt Baker had never used the words "I'm a role model," no one would be making the comparisons. Trust me on that. But thank you for the super chat and want to say hello to Conrad and uh, 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 wait, I saw someone else pop in. Uh, Jonathan Reyes is here. There you go. <laughs> I knew I saw someone else. There you go. Thank you for thank you for being here, folks. Um, so yeah, just to wrap it up, Jungle Boy and MJF, my favorite match of Dynamite, and one of my Dynamite was so good this week. It was, by the way, it was really really good. If you haven't had the chance to watch it, it was a primo episode. Um, and Jungle Boy versus MJF, it was so good. They work so well together. Because one of them is a great baby face and the other one is a dastardly heel and MJF's heel persona was full on and he's really, he's working to make me like him as a heel, of course. You know what kind of criticisms I've levied towards him where I think he's a great heel, but he's one of these clever heels where people are excited to hear what he's going to say, you know, kind of thing. You don't really boo him because you dislike him. You boo him because it's part of the shtick, you know, you're in on the joke. Whereas a guy like Jay White, you just hate his guts. You just don't like the guy because he has, he's he's just awful. <laughs> well, not awful, awful. You just don't like him because he, he plays his role so well. But MJF is sort of letting the snarky, snide, little creative shots aside. And he's he's becoming loathsome. And that's good. Because if they can... The, for the match that Cody and he need to have at Revolution, MJF has to be the purest heel possible. I am so looking forward to that match. It's crazy. It is a match that will sell tickets. This is a match you want to see. There's so many hot matches on, on Dynamite. And by God, next week we're getting Pac and Kenny Omega in a 30-minute Iron Man match? Are you kidding me? My God, we're spoiled, boys and girls. We are spoiled by wrestling. That's the weekly inspection. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, what are we doing? Hey, by the way, <laughs> 
by the way, bye bye by the way, if uh, if you want to come join me after the post show, after the post show, there's a post show post show. No. After the show, I do my post stream over on uh, over on patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. If you want to come join, that'd be fantastic. You just have to become a member of the of the Patreon. You just have to jump in at the $5 tier. And tonight I'll be talking about stuff I I didn't have chance, I didn't have an opportunity to talk about tonight. I'm gonna talk about uh, Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna be talking about uh, the hot and cold uh, talent in uh, AEW. I'm gonna be talking about the baby faces on Raw. And why can't SmackDown have any baby faces? My God. So come and join me after. Uh, so that'll be good. So now I'm gonna move on. We're gonna we're gonna move on and uh, I'm gonna get my guest in here. Uh, queen of the queen of the northeast uh what i'm going to do since i'm a one-man operation here i'm going to uh, get in touch with her i'm going to call her i'm going to connect make sure everything's okay we'll be right back stay here folks we're just going to run a uh for, for if you're watching live right now just going to run a, a pause screen but don't go away we'll be right back and when on the other side queen of the northeast is going to be joining us to talk about our one and onlys of wrestling We'll be right back. Hey, how's everybody doing? Well, I, 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 we're back from this little pause that we took, which wasn't it, it. It wasn't anything too 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 huge, was it? wasn't any wasn't anything too bad. I don't think so. But it was worth it. It was worth waiting around because I am joined by none other than Queen of Ne. She. Queen of NE, she's the host of Queen's Court that you can find on podcast applications that you can also find on twitch.tv. She's also the co-host of DYWTSB podcast. She just recorded the podcast this week and she took she decided she decided to go overtime and come and join me. Queen, how are you doing? I'm so good, Warren. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Not a lot of people ask me about that. Well, I try, you know. I know that. I just try. <laughs> you should, you should be on the show more often. It'd be, oh. it'd be my, you'd be like my, 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 my regular ego boost. Well, anytime, buddy. It would be my pleasure. <laughs> Queen, de, Queen accepted to come on the show today. I wanted to do a little something, a little something out of the ordinary, considering that uh, that we're on the cusp of Valentine's Day, and uh, wanted to do something. Where you know we talk about uh, we talk about our one and onlys for uh, for Valentine's Day, but not you know not necessarily. Oh, I, you know, I really like Roman Reigns. Oh, I think Session Moth <laughs> Martina would be the perfect woman for me. Not that kind of stuff, right? Right. It, it's easy. Everyone can do that. I thought we we'd go into some into the other realms of wrestling. There's Ooh. so much th stuff that people feel passionate about that we should talk about the things that we consider our, our, our wrestling Valentines, our one and onlys this year. Right? Right. <laughs> so, hey, you know, instead of just beating around the bush and everything and so on and so forth, let's, let's show the good people. Let's talk to the good people about what what this concept is about and i want to hear I'll, we'll i'm gonna start with you Queen. <gasps> okay i'd like to know what your wrestling one and only finisher finishing move would be well warren mr warren hayes <laughs> firstly i'd like to say thanks so much for having me oh. and this is going to be an awful lot of fun and um i, I just would like to tell you that 
our mutual pal, the Mr. JP of the Q, mm-hmm. has uh, provided me with a couple of things that you may hear during this uh, amazing segment that we're about oh. to do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I'm, I'm just going to throw them in there. But this is not one of them. I just was going to forewarn you just in case. <laughs> I'm suddenly very concerned. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. Um, but in terms of finishing moves, nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes the heart grow fonder than when I see or saw, because it is of all time, right? Mm-hmm. My only love of all time. Nothing made me happier than seeing the stone cold stunner. Mm. It's hard hitting. Mm-hmm. It comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Not quite like the RKO, but kind of. It can get you. It's strong. It makes you cringe a little bit when he hits it just right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's so good. It's and a- even, even Vince McMahon felt the wrath of the stunner on several occasions. Exactly. So, on, on more than one occasion. Right. And so I feel like my heart, the heart wants what the heart wants, Warren. Mm-hmm. And that is what this is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. And it's one that a lot of people hold dear to their hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, if, 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 the, um, if the Stone Cold Stunner were single, my God, the number <laughs> of dates it would be on in a year. Oh, so many. Uh, but but it it is a good choice. It's fantastic. Um, on my end, mm. I I thought I you know I thought a lot about it. I I tend to overthink things as well. And <laughs> you know I, I went back a, a ways as well. And chat, yes, do let us know, chat, what, what your one and onlys would be. Oh, psycho driver. That's a um, good one. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, from Nick Wolf. Yes. And the as for me. I've always had a soft spot for the for the razor's edge. But I think that my heart over the past few years has been stolen away. You know, I'm in, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. The midlife crisis is kicking in. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you get rid of the old and you look you look for a newer model, right? Oh god. <laughs> Looking for a new model, he said. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, the Rainmaker. Oh, I should have seen that coming. And I'm a sucker for the Rainmaker. I'm a sucker for a finisher that has variants. You know, like the spinning Rainmaker's cool, but it's not as strong. Mm-hmm. And then when it builds, you get to that crescendo, you know, where it's like, yeah, this is the real one here. It's, he's not spinning right. He's the short arm. You're done, boy. Boom. Just flat on your back. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. It's a good one. It is a good one. And and it makes me feel kind of like when there would be Stone Cold Sterners popping up a little bit out of nowhere where I'd be like, <gasps> I, I get the same kind of adrenaline rush. Plus it's Kazuchika Okada. What can you do? I mean, the shorts. If we're talking about <laughs> one and only Valentine's Day loves Warren. The shorts? That- yeah, Okada's thighs. <laughs> it is Valentine's yeah. Day after all. Uh, sure, absolutely. Not just we're not just yeah, not just the shorts, right? Of course. We, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <Lordy. laughs> In the chat, we've got look, we've got the package pile driver, the RKO. Uh, Jonathan Ray, uh, Jonathan Reyes said the RKO. Nick Wolf 
talked to mentioned the psycho driver, but the package pile driver as well. Um, Sweet Chin Music by Carlos, which is an all-time classic back when super kicks were meaningful. No, I'm kidding. Oh, no, I'm joking. Bum, bum, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> the Rocker <Elf> Dropper. <laughs> rocker Dropper is another good one. Yeah, that is yes. a good one. Oh, yeah. Honorable mention. Now, this is going to shock some people that know me, Warren. Okay. I'm, I do not like Baron Corbin. Mm. However, mm. that finishing move that he has, honey, is it. End of days is damn oh, good. It's so good. Annoyingly and, good. Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, really good. It is good. Throwback says the Styles Clash, and he also left a super chat. Thank you oh. very much, Throwback. And he says, ask the queen. That's oh, That would be you, queen. That's me. What her thoughts are about the talent pool that came out of chaotic wrestling, such as Sasha, Kofi, etc., and also all the talent from Kowalski's gym. Goodness. Oh, uh, what are my thoughts about, like, the people? Yeah. <sighs> well, listen, Um, I think Sasha... I really love what used to be with Sasha. I'm having trouble with Sasha right now, but I think, you know, she's one of the WWE four horsewomen. There's something mm -hmm. really special in my heart for her. As far as Kofi Kingston goes, I've always loved Kofi. I've always been like a supporter of his. I've always loved his special spots in the rumble, but nothing made me happier as a Kofi Kingston fan than when he won the title. And for me, that that just like it finally happened and it finally hit and it was a beautiful title run up until the end. There's a so. there's a there's a bunch of people who came out of chaotic wrestling. You know, there's yes. Kofi, there's Sasha, there's uh, uh, Damian Sandow. Yeah, oh, Di I love Damian Sandow. Flip Gordon came out of there as well. Dominic Dijakovic, uh, yep. Darren Young, uh, Oni Lorcan, one of my boys, one of my oh, proteges. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a, it was a great training ground for a lot of people. Champa came out of there as well. Yeah, he sure did, and he's one of my favorites of all time. So, I mean, there was there was magic around that period. You know, there was a yep. lot there was a lot of good stuff. Kind of like uh, Ohio Valley wrestling, just at the turn of the two thousands, right when they had John Cena and Brock and Randy Orton and sure and Batista. They, you know, all coming up at the same time. It's it's a it's a nuts kind of thing. But it is. It's a lot of talent in in one kind of little area. There a few years. It's a lot. Absolutely. But hey, you know what? Let, let let's keep going. You know. Let, okay. Let, let him let him let him say we're crazy. I don't care about that. Put your hand in my hand, baby. Don't ever look back. <laughs> let, let the world around us just fall apart. Baby, we can make it if we're heart to heart. Can, oh we goodness. can we can build this thing together, standing strong forever. Nothing's gonna stop us now. And if this world runs out of lovers, we'll still have each other. Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us now. That was beautiful, Warren. That's can we clap for the man, Chat? That was amazing. I just get out of these things sometimes. I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Let's keep talking about our one and only's here. Can we? <laughs> Shane Haas, how you doing? Uh, the uh, <laughs> just um, title belts, oh. title belts, a lot of history, lots of belts, lots of promotions. Tell us about your one and only title belt, the one that gives you the the sweaty heavies. Sure. Well, I'm gonna lead in with this. Okay. Okay. Favorite title, if we're talking titles, mm -hmm. it's got to be. 
the 24-7 championship, Warren. Ooh, and let okay. me tell you why. Yeah, tell me why. <laughs> that's, a, that's a controversial choice. Go ahead. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's a Valentine's Day little segment we got going on here. You got hearts. You got roses going on, right? Mm-hmm. The 24-7 title, because nothing says, let's get it on. Let's get physical. Like being available 100% of the time, 24-7. And that, my friend, was from Mr. JPQ. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, that Okay. Thank you, John. Thank you, that no. does sound like him. It does. Now, for my real title belt, love. <laughs> Sorry, 24-7 championship, but you don't just, you don't do it for me, buddy. We're not in love. I don't even think we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good one. Uh, my favorite belt of all time, my one and only belt, is the big gold belt. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's big. Mm -hmm. I I have a thing. This is going to sound terrible, but I have a thing for big belts. I really like that Mm. heavy feel, the way it looks when it's worn, the way it looks on the shoulder. I like a strong presence of a title belt. Mm -hmm. And that for me is the belt when I think about like my childhood. Sure. And getting introduced to wrestling. It's beautiful. It It was shiny. It had a little bit of the white gold in it from Mr. Flair there. And it just looked, Ooh, just so good. Like if I was a champion, that would be the belt that I would want. And it's storied history. And then the way kind of WWE kind of screwed it up a little bit, but that's fine. The belt itself, I think was just such a statement piece. And as someone who loves hashtag wrestling fashion and, you know, jewelry, cause I'm a girl, uh, this, this is a shiny piece of gold, honey. And I just love it. <laughs> Well, it's a good choice. It's a really good choice. Thank you. It was my choice. I guess I'll pick something. <gasps> it, uh, it's okay. It's fine. I like to flirt. We can, loves. We can, we can love the same thing. No, Warren. it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess. No, I'm kidding. It's just for, <laughs> it's for discussion's sake. Um, right. No, but I flirted with, with title belt love over the sure. past few, right? The, the old intercontinental title was, you know, someone I... I winked at a couple of times. The uh, the uh, AEW heavyweight championship is one I, you know, oh yeah, you know, li- li- you know, newer, fresher, you know, has has that appeal. The the WWE tag team wing belts, you know, yeah, I those like are good. Those. I like the little curve, you know, was nice. But uh, look, I may maybe sounding biased right now, but uh, I. Got a thing for that IWGP Heavyweight Ooh. Championship. So, yeah, you do. Because it's kind of like the same. It's kind of like the same as the big gold belt. It's a big, yep. massive prize. It looks like a trophy. It looks like something you'd you'd hit the you'd hit someone repeatedly over the head to to win. It's and it's something you just you hold. You feel proud of. You just you want to snuggle it all night. That's what I do. And snuggle it all night. I would too. That belt, that's like my second favorite belt, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love that belt. It's it and it looks great on Okada. I mean Naito. Sorry. But I really I really mean Okada. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, Naito, love you. <laughs> Connor McKay, welcome to the chat. Uh Carlos says the well, a couple of people are calling for the winged eagle belt, which is which is an it's a classic. It's a good one. It's a classic. Yeah, it's like a you know, your your high school girlfriend or boyfriend, you know? Exactly. It was a good time. 
It was a it was a learning experience. <laughs> Fond memories when you look back now. <laughs> like Carlos and Conrad both go, both went for that. Jonathan Reyes said the white icy belt, which is a good variant right there. Uh, Degeneration MC says the big gold belt is a cl- is class is a classier than all of those promiscuous titles. Wow! <laughs> what calling them out? No kidding. We're, but we don't shame here on the Mr. Warren no. Hayes show. <laughs> Robert Larry says the NWA Classic U.S. Tag Team and the Big Gold Belt, WWF Eagle, Winged Eagle, and Tag Team Belts as well. Those are really good. Uh, Dina Sisai says the NXT UK <laughs> Tag Belts. NXT oh, UK yeah. has a nice set of belts. I agree. Uh, ben uh, Ben says the IWGP Heavyweight to heavyweight title or the U the IWGP US title as well. Mm. Throwback goes for the original WWE WWF belt in the eighties. You can't, uh, I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the Cla- basics right there. Yeah, there it is. Um, and, uh, and, uh, Nick Wolf says the NWA national title. It's very unique. That's for sure. Shane Haas agrees with the NXT UK titles as well. Nick Wolf pulls out a good one. NWA Western States heritage title. Yep. Wow. And Throwback says the Stone Cold Belt, the, the Smoking Skulls, and Shane sure Haas was. says the Million Dollar Belt. Your pay-per-view. Mm. Your one and only wrestling pay-per-view, my dear. Queen. Oh, Warren, let me tell you. Tell me. Wait, is I this you never... or John now? No, this is me. Okay. This is me. This is all Queenie right here. <laughs> this, this is the, the real serious one that I have for you. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. There's nothing quite like your first love. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it'll just always be the one you go back to. Mm-hmm. Your first real true love. And that for me is WrestleMania 17. That was your is first Is it a pop well, it was my it's my first real love of a mania, yes. Well, I mean, my God. It wasn't my first mania, okay. but it was my first love of a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Fell in love, sure. hardcore. That was it for me. And um, this is the pay-per-view that I watch several times a year. When I need something to cheer me up, I will turn on a few matches. I don't even have to watch the whole thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I always go back to this. It's a very popular choice. A lot of people like WrestleMania 17, but that's not the reason that I chose it. Oh, the reason that I chose it is because it has my favorite match of all time inside of it. And it's not the main event. Okay. <laughs> it's the TLC match. Of course. Which is my absolute favorite match of all time. Other than Kenny and Okada, because hello. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that there is just no beating that. But, um, geez, the, the feel, even of just of the main event too, going back to that for a second, just the feel of that rock versus stone cold, you know, they did it before, but it was a very different feel this time. Rock had uh, different. He wasn't under the corporation of, of uh, dear McMahon there. He had skyrocketed in popularity, character shift. And stone cold was at one of his very, very, very best um, the storytelling alone to get to this mania on top of that. Yeah. Ooh, child. Ooh, yes. <laughs> oh, feel it in my soul. Like I love this pay-per-view so, so much. So that's my one true love right there. Well, uh, it's, it's an easy one to fall for. 
yeah. and you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're, that you don't, that you have very general, very uh, common tastes, Queen. I hope not. Because <laughs> it's a. It, 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 it's an unattainable uh it, it, it's an unattainable uh, 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 level of uh perfection i think that pay-per-view mm. as far as it goes yep hello Kristen. welcome to the chat by the way uh Hi, conrad agrees with you wrestlemania 17 is his um uh, dina says uh, the royal rumble or uh, Carl, uh, Carlos says the Royal Rumble 98 specifically. The Generation MC says SummerSlam 02 was a very gentle lover. Took real good care of me during my first time. I was oh. only five years old, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, boy. Ben Ben says it's the it's a tie. Wrestle Kingdom 11 was his first wrestling show that he saw, or the first wrestling show that he saw live. Summer S- Survivor Series 97, excuse me. Connor says my favorite uh, pay-per-view of all time was Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, Rumble 2001 for Jonathan Reyes. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that was something. Those, those are all good choices. But as for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. I'm ready. You know, sometimes, sometimes love, you can have love in all sorts of different types of situations. And, you know, you can love someone for who they are. But sometimes oh, yeah. there's this maybe, uh, oh, sorry, just got a super chat. To, to apologies throwback uh let another super chat thank you very much his fave match was mania in boston with mike tyson yeah that, that's another mm. good one also the press conference outside of boston city hall was a great tease to it they did a, they they did the mike tyson thing really really perfectly that was really good um but, but yeah sometimes sometimes you sometimes uh uh, love can be a little more insidious, right? You, or at least you you show love, but it's not real love. Sometimes it's just, you just want to feel better about yourself. <laughs> yes. So that's why I'm going to pick AWA Supercard 3. <laughs> Whoa. This, it is a trash pay-per-view. It is, it is an absolute dumpster fire from 1988. It's I covered it. Uh, over on Fightful Select, we did a retro review of it. It is bad, bad stuff. The AWA was not in a good place. Supercard was their answer to WrestleMania. And basically, the setup for Supercard 3 was the last few remaining territories or promotions that Vince hadn't slash bought out or bought out slash crushed. The WCWA... Um, David McLean's uh, 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 Women of Wrestling, Jerry mm. Jarrett's CWA, and the AWA, they all came together to do this big thing, but it was so bad. The AWA hadn't had a TV taping for three months leading into the pay-per-view. Oh, God. It drew a 0.5 buy rate, Queen. <laughs> They did it in in Chicago. Hang on, let me see where the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois, sits ten thousand people. They got sixteen hundred people into that arena. There was most of the matches. Everything was so political because all of the promoters were all they, they were. This is full carny mode, so they're all thinking that everyone's going to backstab each other. No one wanted their guys to lose, so most of the matches finished finished with countouts or or just uh, just getting thrown out. Uh, um, you had Wahoo McDaniel, who at the end of a match threatened to 
find Manny Manny Fernandez in a dark alley and shoot him. Oh my god! You had Bill Apter of uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated who had an award made up, a little plaque for Jerry Lawler to give him the wrestler. Uh, you know, he was the top wrestler, number one of the PWI 500 that year. But they couldn't find Lawler, and it wasn't a shoot. They just could not find Jerry Lawler to give him the. He eventually did, but they had like two or three segments before they got to it. Uh, there, there was a lingerie battle royal. Wow. It's, it was garbage. And the outcome, Vern Gagne from the AWA decided to pay nobody. He didn't pay anyone. So Jerry Lawler is the AWA champion, right? Of his yeah. promotion, of, of Vern Gagne's promotion, the AWA. So Jerry's like, give me my money. Vern's like, no. So it's like, fine, I'm not showing up and I'm your champion and I'm keeping the belt. So Jerry Lawler to this day still has the original AWA World Heavyweight Championship. He never gave it back because he never gave it back because he never got paid. Then a couple of weeks after, uh, Gagne has has a new championship belt made and he gave it to, he had it won by Larry Zbysko, who was his son-in-law. So he was sure he wasn't going to get screwed that time. It's a trash fire. It is such a dumpster fire. It's on the network, gals and guys. If you want to, if you want to just sit down and lose a couple of brain cells and realize that SmackDown just ain't that bad, go <laughs> check it out. Wow. Yeah, it's a bad one. Well, sometimes things are bad, but it's just so good. Yep. They're so bad, they're good. And this was a good one. This was a bad one. Oh, there you go. Robert Larry says the Great American Bash from 1986 was his first love. That takes that go that that's a way back. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go with our final love, a uh, one and only. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Our, our one and only match stipulation. Wow. Okay. Lay well, it on me, Queen. Now, qu- quick question. Mm-hmm. Match stipulation, can that also count as like a gimmick? Sure. Absolutely. In- interesting. Okay. Just just curious, because I was doing research for this one, thinking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I have to go with an Iron Man or Iron Woman or just Iron Person match. Because honestly, Warren. So getting ready for Valentine's Day, and I can't think of anything worse. Getting ready, getting ready for this match. You're all excited. You've done your prep work. You've gotten new gear. You're looking great. <laughs> You're laughing already. Don't make me laugh. All in the ring. Spotlight is on you. Your entrance was perfect. Everything's great. <laughs> Everything is great. And then the match ends in 10 seconds. There's nothing worse than that. Bill Goldberg. So. Bravo. It has to be an Iron Man, woman, or person match. And I will have you know that that was very little JPQ and more so me. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to know how you. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, hey, hey. They can they can so, pay me money before we start doing that. I know, just a small joke. Anywho, <laughs> I do love that match stipulation, but if we're talking a gimmick thing, then the Royal Rumble is it for me. Yeah, it's my all time favorite love, favorite favorite show, favorite um, 
I guess it's technically a stipulation yeah. gimmick it is. issue that you have to you have to run through thirty other people to mm-hmm. get what you want, which is the ultimate shot at the biggest, grandest stage of them all. So I I just that like has my heart always because I love the surprise. I love the entrance and you never quite know. Well, at least in the olden days, right? You never yeah. quite know. Uh, the women's uh, Royal Rumble this year, however, was excellent. It was real good. Um, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with the with the Rumble. It, it, it was a toss up for me because I love me a good Royal Rumble. But, you know, even though it, it was kind of John's choice here, <laughs> I'm Most legitimately times. a huge fan of Iron Man matches. I just love them. And I like the fact that they are used sparingly in WWE. As far as I could collect, there's a, there, in history, there's about 12 Iron Man matches that, that, that have taken place. And, and, you, and of course, you know, you have legendary ones like the rock and triple H from judgment mm, day, 2000. Yes. You have, of course, of course, Sasha and Bailey from takeover respect. But then there's, um, uh, I remember fondly some from TNA as well. TNA had some great ones. They had a, 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 a tag team Iron Man match, the Wolves versus the Dirty Heels. I think it was in 2000, I want to say 14, 15, 14, something like that. AJ Styles and Bobby Roode at Final Resolution in 2011 had a hell, a hell of a good one. Um, Randy Orton and John Cena. What was mm-hmm. it? Bragging rights, I think. Bragging rights. Yep. And uh, and Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe at Final Resolution 2007, which was crazy. It was nuts. That was a that's a good one. The, so I, see, I, see why we love Iron Man matches. See, I, I, there's so much to love in a good Iron Man match. And as long so that's why I'm I, that's why I'm looking forward to Pac versus Kenny Omega next week on Dynamite yes. because these are two. They're two guys whose cardio is off the roof and they're super talented. I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Sure is. Well, there you have it. Our one and onlys for Valentine's Day. All these great things about wrestling that we love. Had a good time with you, Queen. Thank you so much for popping up. But do take a second or five (laughs) to tell everyone where they can find you, what you got cooking over the past next few days or so. Oh, well, thank you so much, Warren, for asking me to come on. I had so much fun. Appreciate it so much. Um, y'all can find me on Twitter at the queen of any, as Warren mentioned at the beginning, I'm the host of Queens court drops every single Wednesday as one half of the queen and pup connection with JPQ and no particular angle. I'm also the co-host of DYWTSB, which drops every single Friday uh, coming up for the queen. I have um, some giveaways coming out, Mm. one U.S.-based, one Mm. international-based to celebrate almost reaching 5K. It's the 5K Queenie Gives giveaway. That's coming out tomorrow. Um, Next week, I have a special episode coming up that I don't want to spoil just yet. But in the coming months, you're going to see some new suggests from Queenie. Uh, of some podcasts that you should be listening to and and maybe another, you know, cool interview. But if you haven't heard my interview with Effie, then I, then I hope that you would go check it out on all podcast platforms. Effie is, he's a fun listen. I listened to, to the interview. 
He's a he's a, a, a super interesting guy and he's a fun listen. It was a good talk. And uh, and uh, he's he's getting hot. Yeah, he he's is. He's awesome. So, Keep your eye out for that one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, that is so yeah, definitely, definitely follow, follow uh, Queen wherever her stuff is in the description of uh, of both the uh, the podcast and the YouTube uh, station here. So you can you can check it out. Queen, thank you so much once again for for joining me on uh, on this Valentine Day's Eve. I hope you have a good day with Mr. Queen tomorrow. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day too with Miss Krista. No, oh, uh, we'll we'll do our best. You can count. I on know that. you will. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank everyone for uh, for joining me here this evening live here on youtubecom Hayes or whenever or wherever you decide to listen to this. Don't forget if you are watching live immediately after this, I'm going to flip on over to patreoncom Hayes for Warren is off the clock, which is the post stream. And it's going to be another good time. Otherwise, hey, listen, again, thank you all for coming out. And I'll see you next time.